but is he the, the signing that I want? Also, no. But he's been touting for I'm, Fred Van Vliet since it. the season, and now he's going back on his deal. Well, if I'm doing Say it, it if, with your chest, if I, bro. If I'm doing, Go back to the episodes. If I'm, I don't know. What are you if talking I, if I'm about? Doing he's the been, numbers. He was like, Harden and Fred Van Vliet. I'm gonna, I want Fred I'm gonna, Van Vliet. I'm going to explain this later. I'd rather have Van Vliet over Harden. I'll say but that. But you've advocated for Fred, for FVV yes. since the beginning I'm of the season. I'm not going to deny that. You've literally said, I'm not going to deny that. for Fred Van Vliet to shoot up. But the money... What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. Just a few words, GM. Happy free agency. Eve, good sir. Tw- less than twenty-four hours. Absolutely, your boy is before ready. Before chaos, my body is ready. <laughs> His body's ready. My body. He's like, my body is ready for the YouTube folk that are watching. Who, who's the character? Is, it, is that Snape? Is that Snape? I don't know. Yeah, remember. it's like it was, this. I never watched Harry Potter, so I apologize. It was Severus Snape. Good on oh, you. Cool. Look at you. You know you stuff. Go. Stuff. A little, you got a little Harry Potter in you. Just a tad bit. Just a tad bit. Went to Universal Studios and rode the ride. Thank you. He's not a <laughs> he's not a lot of Potter. He's just a little Potter. Mm-hmm. He's a little 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 Pitter Potter. Just a tad. Little Pitter Potter in the guns here. You already know. <laughs> GM, of course. How you doing tonight? You know, twenty less, a little less than twenty four hours out from uh, NBA free agency, and less than twenty four hours before the chaos. Well, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of stuff happening. I mean, we've had report on report on report today. I mean, there was just so much chaos on the timeline, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get more chaos while we're recording this episode. So Yeah, keep the uh, noties on. I would love to get a live bomb. I always keep my noties on. I would love on. to get a live bomb. I would love for a James Harden trade to happen right right as we're recording. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. I no, mean, no, me neither. I mean, well, they said know, it, the, most likely to happen before free agency. Well, I mean, you know, like last, last, let me say this. Uh, yesterday was the six-year anniversary of one of the absolute biggest moves in Houston Rockets history. Let's start out like that. June 28th, 2017, Chris Paul was traded to Houston. Six ye- six years ago? Holy yeah, shit. That's kind of crazy, right? Fuck, we're old. When you think about it like that, like this is the time of year where these kind of deals occur and materialize, especially with like right before free agency, these, you know, these opt-in and trades uh are a thing. And if, you know, like I don't want to say it, but James Harden is going to happen probably. It's going to happen. What? James Harden what? He's going to get traded. Oh, I thought you meant James yeah. Harden's coming to Houston. Are you dropping a bomb on oh, me right no, now? No, 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 like no, no, right no. as of this moment? I mean, I was if, shocked. If you heard, I mean, he is out of the picture. Yeah, it's... Rockets uh, drew a line and said, no, no, so, sir. So, yeah, and it, and it coincides with everything that we have heard. Um, the interest was mutual, and we'll go into that in just a second. I do, however, want to touch up on some uh, Rockets-related uh, news that is that is, is official, uh, that is set in stone, and that is uh, KJ Martin's team option got picked up. Absolutely, so we got him for one year, one more year at one point nine million at least. Easily, I mean, you take that deal. I mean, you take that one point nine million. It's a perfect bargaining trade mm-hmm. ship at such a cheap deal for a team with the highest cap room in the NBA. 
Uh, it's such a great uh, trade asset for them, or if they decide to keep him and extend him, possibly there is that option as well. Um, GM, thoughts on keeping KJ Martin in a Houston uniform, at least as of right now? I mean, it's a great deal. $1.9 million is a steal for his talent. I mean, you can see the improvements that he made incrementally since he's been drafted by Houston. Uh, his three-point shot has gotten better. His defense has picked up a little bit. But he's still K.J. Martin, probably one of the most explosive athletes in the league. And we are very blessed to have him at that price tag. Um, but, you know, obviously there have been reports about him being traded to Houston. And, you know, like, I mean, not sorry, traded from Houston um, at the price tag that he's at, 1.9. You know, there's a lot of uh, desire for a player of his talent to be traded um, around the league. And you've heard it time and time again. The fact that the Rockets decided to uh, dive in and take that option for him for one more year at least uh, gives them an opportunity to trade him. I mean, you've heard the reports that KJ has been wanting to go. He wants more PT. And the plethora of guards and wings that we do have on the roster, uh, it remains to be seen if he does stay, what kind of PT he would get. He finished the year starting last year. Uh, a starting spot is certainly not guaranteed next year. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? So far from it, he's not going to start. I mean, to be brutally honest, yeah, I, 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 I highly mean, doubt we'll he see. starts. We'll see. You know, I mean, maybe he could have even made more leaps and bounds in terms of his improvements and he understands what he needs to do in order to get more playing time under an Ime Yudoka. But that being said, don't be surprised if he gets traded. Yeah. Do not be surprised. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully not even just accepting. I'm looking forward to it. One, it's not for a fact that I dislike KJ Martin. He's such a high, uh, high-end talent talent at the premium uh, pay. He was, what, the 52nd overall pick in the an NBA draft? An absolute steal. An absolute steal. Absolute uh, any type of redraft that gets done... They always have KJ Martin as a top 10. So it just goes to show you uh, how good the scouting department is for the Houston Rockets, how they tend to find players like a KJ Martin, Atari Eason, uh, an Alperin Shangu. Now you're looking at possibly a, a Cam Whitmore with another steal. So they have this tendency to find like late round to second round talents, and KJ Martin is a part of that equation. But the $1.9 million is super enticing for teams that want to win, that need uh, a player that can get them over the top. For someone like KJ Martin, who deserves minutes, I think he's more than earned it. Uh, he's earned it the the hard way, and I think he's deserving of it. Absolutely. I just don't think there's mm-hmm. a spot on this team for him, and it's not yeah. a knock on him by any means. I mean, you know, same can be said for AJ Sean Tate, who has a very team-friendly contract and offers for the Rockets. But in terms of his talent, at $8 million, uh, that is a very minuscule number in terms of money in today's NBA. You know, and there are other names that had surfaced in terms of possible uh, trades as well, like an Usman Garuba. I believe a Josh Christopher was also named in terms of rumors as well. So there's a lot of names where the Rockets are trying to crunch their roster and trying to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go and what kind of value they can get for players that they are going to trade. So with all that being said, you know, I feel like KJ is possibly the first domino to fall. KJ has the most money that Mm -hmm. can entice, you know, if you add that, you can get a player that's making double digits. Uh, closely if you're trying to match salaries. But with all that being said, with the additions the Rockets have made and the additions that are impending with the Rockets that are possibly going to make, you know, within the next 24 to 48 hours, wink, um, we have yet to see what's what's going to happen with the rest of this roster. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And we're going to wait and see, guys. Like I said, you know, this is going to be a great uh, preview episode. We can't wait to get this out for y'all. Uh, by the time that this releases, should be going into Friday. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night. Like we said, less than 24 hours, so we never know what's going to happen. Uh, second on the bracket, obviously, which ends up creating more cap room for the Houston Rockets, is the releasing of uh, Dacian Nick. Shouts to Charlie one time. Uh, you know, pour one out you for gotta, your boy. You pour one, pour out, one out for, for our your boy. boy. Uh, just, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into this. Just a talented player. Um, just not, just another, not, like another version of just not the right fit for this team. I mean, he was a great G League player, but sometimes G League talent doesn't necessarily mm. translate to NBA talent. Absolutely. Uh, that, so this is just one of those cases, and it's not a knock on Dacian Nix, and we mess with him, and, mm. and, and it's all in good fun. It's all in gist, and is I think it? Twitter. I'm just kidding. Oh, well, no, with you, it's... He's angry. Well, I, no, I'm not angry. I just, I just thought that you know. There Don't hit me with a diplomatic approach. Now, come on now. There wasn't much there. Go with I, your guns ablazing. I, I, I just want to hear. A great G League player doesn't even equate to being a below average NBA player. That's the thing. The talent levels, leaps and bounds. I mean, it can help you, educate you in what is needed to succeed in the league. But yeah, that 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 really, to be frank, it it doesn't right. matter. Uh, but you know, one point, what, what, one point five, one point six million. So that ups like the, so, yeah, the, the so cap room to sixty six and I, a half. I will give a uh, quick shout outs to uh, guest on our show, former guest on our show, Bima Thug. Uh, if you haven't given him a follow, you should give him a follow, David Weiner. Uh, Bima Thug on Twitter. Just he's just he's been a cap god from day one through clutch fans and he's killing it right now. Obviously, uh, the joke is that he already has the CBA rule book, which is like what. 160 plus pages no it's oh 600, 600 that he's already pages. diving into it like a straight up chapter book so uh so the reason why i'm i'm talking about him is that he is saying that it has opened up the cap room now it's expanded with the release of dacian nicks our official cap should be at 66.2 a million dollars now easily uh the highest uh cap space in the nba which gives us so many options, which is going to lead us, obviously, into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's discuss free agency during free agency eve. The Houston Rockets, $66.2 million, highest cap room in the NBA. They can throw contracts on, at anybody, and this is a perfect <laughs> example of it right now. We're being linked to so many different players. Absolutely. And then you start thinking, is it going to, you know, is it... Agents is it agent leverage? Does it involve the Rockets being serious about it? Are just are they just throwing the money out there? And we're gonna dive into that as this episode continues. But a quick synopsis of what this team is now is that they have these rookies, they have the young core already kind of set in place. Now you have Ime Udoka uh, coming in to instill the culture. Now he wants to round it out with veterans, which Ime Udoka has quoted. He wants uh, players with good character, championship experience, uh, with good locker room presence, and a hard-nosed defensive mentality. So we're going to go <laughs> down this line. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's go. Of free agency. Now, number one on the board. Well, he was number one on the board for months, but now officially, you know, let's at least let's at least talk about it because... He was on the board, and we've discussed it, and we've heard things, and we've known it for a while. Uh, 
but James Harden officially off the board as far as we know in this uh, for the Houston Rockets. He's mm-hmm. opted into his $35 million deal, so now he's going to get led into possibly high chances of a trade to go play for a championship contender like the Clippers, the Knicks, maybe a Phoenix Suns. So mm-hmm. scratch James Harden off the board officially. GM, I know you being the James Harden uh, hater, just not being a big, not a hater, but just not being a big fan of, of, of being a part of this current iteration of Houston. How do you feel? I'm sure you're very thankful about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw the reports about Harden being upset with Jalen Green and his interview with Paul George. Is that true? Do you think there's truth and, to that? There's got to be truth to um, that. Right? His, his interview, if you listen to the interview, he Paul George asked Jalen what he felt about a possible James Harden uh, coming back to Houston. Motherfucker and, gaslighted him. And Jalen said, said there are good and bad things that can occur. And I'm not going to dig into the quotes. If you listen to the episode, you know what was said. Jalen was not very keen on it. You can just tell based on his responses, his voice. They're cool. Like, Jalen and James are cool. But based on that and what I saw, Jalen didn't really want him here. And James Harden felt that was a little harsh. And that kind of hurt his chances of joining the team. And I'm going to say this. I said it on Twitter today. Jalen Green is doing the Lord's work. Get that man away. Keep that man away from Houston. Um, to be frank here, uh, mm. as much as James could help this team uh, in the regular season, uh, you know, if there's anyone that can be very professional and show them the NBA life, James Harden's probably the last guy you want to introduce these guys to what is the quote-unquote real NBA life. James Harden lives a life to the excess Right. Okay. Uh, but anyways, besides the point, good riddance. Happy that uh, James is off the board. They're, they're going to find him a trade that should work for Philly and whomever is going to accept him. You heard the names. You heard the teams from Kenny. Personally, I'm going to go to New York. I want an all-star team of lefties, Julius Randle, uh, Jalen Brunson, and James Harden. Gangsta. Well, that's, well who, who gets Gangsta. Well, I don't know. You never know. One of them may get traded. So... Probably. Yeah. But you're going to, uh, I'm assuming let, let one the, of let them. Let the is gonna, dream ride, yeah, baby. Let, okay. All right. We're here. Let the dream ride. Why not? Dream on. Dream Thank you, Aerosmith. Dream on. All right. Anyways. Yeah. You didn't believe I could go that high. Ha. So, um, I had to make sure to go away from the mic. I didn't want to. I don't want to tear it up a new one. But anyways, <laughs> James Harden. Yeah, I mean, I wanted James Harden in Houston, obviously for the experience, the talent level. I think Harden goes into any of the thirty teams in the NBA, instantly catapults them to playoff contention, just based on the talent alone and his regular season success and what he garners. Still averages twenty one points, ten plus assists, uh, five rebounds a game. I mean, he. You can't knock him for his talent. He is could go down as the greatest offensive player of this generation. Um, hands down, can go to any... I think you plug him into any of the 30 teams, and he instantly turns them into a playoff contender. Not championship contender, but a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him on this team. I've accepted the fact that he's not going to come back to Houston. I'm a little disappointed, obviously, because uh, I did... I was a James Harden truther. I liked what he brought to the table. Obviously, you you deal with the character aspect. You deal with the lack of playoff success aspect. And you go through the notions in that sense. So, I respect that. Um, I hope he does well wherever he goes. I hope 
I still hope he wins his quest for a championship. And you never know, maybe a couple years down the road when he really starts to slow down and he's really uh, ready and willing to accept a different role, perhaps a bench role, maybe going back to the way he started his career as a six man, he can come back to Houston and and, and enter that, that true Chris Paul role where you can just mentor the youth. So maybe he's just not ready to do that. Um, I do know for a fact that the that the Houston Rockets had to draw that line in the sand with him. Uh, there, you know, there was a a mutual uh, respect of wanting the reunion to happen. I know James Harden wanted to come back. Um, management a little iffy, but like I think what happens is they they drew the line in the sand. They didn't want to give him the max. I think that's basically what happened. And and reports are now coming out that that is the case. They weren't comfortable giving him the max with a four-year deal. Um, they want to take a Absolutely little bit less not. than the max. And and that's the threshold of what this Rockets team wants, guys. And, and mm-hmm. just to kind of reiterate everything for y'all, is that, yeah, we have the $66 million in cap room, but you really need to realize is that it's not... It's not the salary. Uh, it's not the salary. How high the salary is? Forty million, for example. We're gonna go into Fred VanVleet in a minute. Sounds really daunting, but it's the years, guys. It's the years. They're gonna go short-term years in terms of the contracts and what they want. They want a two-year deal. They wanna. They wanna communicate two-year deals across the board. And I guarantee you, by the time six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central goes around, they're gonna go to these players and say, "Hey, you know, players X, Y, and Z. Here, we're gonna pay you this. It's gonna be a two-year deal. Do you want it? Yes or no?" They're gonna say, "Yes, we'll take it." Verbal agreement. No, we're not gonna take it. Then they're gonna move on. Apparently, the pace, according to Kelly Eco, the pace that they want to go is pretty rapid, and they want to get these deals done as soon as possible. So it mm-hmm. does go back to saying like. With the James Harden, with them moving on, I'm just happy that they were able to kind of uh, put that to bed and kind of realize, like, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move on. And it seemed like they were already shifting focus, at least within the last few days, according to reports, to go on to our uh, next player, which we are going to talk about, Mr. Fred Van Vliet. And the interesting thing in terms of what Fred Van Vliet brings to the table for Houston, obviously, him now officially catapulting James Harden as number one. On the board, it seems like that's who Raphael Stone wants, Ime Udoka wants. He hits all the nails across the head. He's gonna, they're anticipating a two year, $83.6 million deal, which sounds daunting. And I can't mm. wait to hear what you have to say because I have my full opinion on this. But $83.6 million for two years, which is going to round out to about $40 plus million per year. Like I said, guys, the A- what is it, the AAV? The AAV is going to be high. It's going to be super high. But remember, this Houston Rockets team is looking for high salary, short years. Stop. I need everyone to stop paying attention to the high amount of money that they're going to give and start paying attention to the years. If it's a four-year deal, that's a whole other story. You're, you're getting two years. You're getting two years out of this. So with that being said... GM Fred Van Vliet, I mean, he's someone, championship DNA, checks all the boxes across the board, solid defender, good locker room presence, solid three-point shooter, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and you immediately uh, insert him into the Houston Rockets. What does a Fred Van Vliet... Well, first, question number one, is the salary too high? And then what's the leader? Question number two, what does Fred Fred, Fred Van Vliet bring to the table for Houston? I mean, naturally, at forty-one and a half or so million dollars a year, that's very excessive for a twenty-nine-year-old point guard that averaged what nineteen points a game and seven assists last year. I mean, how much points did Kevin Porter Jr. average last year? Nineteen points and six assists. I mean, when you On look a at terrible when, team, when you look at it in stats, then yeah, it's probably a bit much. But what Fred VanVleet brings to the table is one an NBA champion. He played behind Kyle Lowry in 2019 when they won the NBA title. 
and he was a very consistent performer. That I guess you can say that was like his coming out party to a sense, yeah. And then the last few years, he's kind of coming to his own. He even was an all-star at one point. Um, and I feel like as a player, he brings a lot to the table. He adds a lot to what we need in terms of a veteran presence. And with that being said, as a veteran point guard at the age of 29 that has won a title and played with the likes of uh, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, you know, um, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and the list goes on. Um, Fred Van Vliet understands how to, you know, take care of players as a point yeah, guard. 100%. And the guy can shoot the ball. He's not the greatest shooter nor the greatest uh, playmaker, but he can keep things settled. And that's what Ime Yudoka wants in terms of this team. Level-headed and a veteran presence. And I think that despite the price, you have to pay a premium to bring a player of Fred Van Vliet's caliber over to a team that's been the cellar dwellers of the league. So there's a there's a medium there. And at this point, if you ask me if it was an overplay, I'd say no. But is he the, the signing that I want? Also no. But he's been touting for I'm, Fred Van Vliet since it. the season, and now he's gone back on his deal. Well, if I'm doing Say it, it with your chest, I, bro. I'm doing, Go back to the episodes. If I don't know, what are you if talking I, if I'm about? Doing he's the been, numbers. He was like, Harden and Fred Van Vliet. I'm gonna, I want I'm Fred gonna, Van Vliet. I'm going to explain this later. I'd rather have Van Vliet over Harden. I'll say but that. you've advocated for Fred for FVV yes. since the beginning I'm of last season. I'm not going to deny that. You've literally said, I'm not going to deny that. for Fred Van Vliet to shoot up. But the money, I mean, you know, I want Bruce Brown and Brooke Lopez. All right? That's what I said. Okay? That's what I want. The money. Overpay Bruce Brown. Overpay change, Brooke Lopez. Change your mind. And trade for a Mike Conley. Are you changing tunes? That's perfect. Tune changers? That's ideal for me. Mm-mm. But, I mean, hey, 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 hey. You know, I'm not getting paid millions here. But Fred Van Vliet is a very solid player on this team. I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I respect your opinion. And the funny thing was that I was in on Fred Van Vliet. Not as high as you were, but I was I was I cool with it. That. I was cool with yeah. it. I was okay with Fred it. Fred Van Vliet now, is a great player. No, but Logan now Holland, he's 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 a he's a good player, highly valued. We <laughs> wow, that's a perfect perfect way to explain it. We okay. I, I, I I think we shifted almost like we reversed roles. Like you're good on it. I'm fucking great on it. I want Fred Van Vliet in a Rocky uniform. The thing is that people have to understand is that. The GM's right. You do have to pay a premium. That's why he's called the GM, by the way. You have to pay a premium to get these types of caliber talents to kind of pry them away from the team that they've grown with. Mm -hmm. Fred Van Vliet was a champion for Toronto. He's comfortable in Toronto. His teammate, Pascal Siakam, they grew up together. Like, he's comfortable. This is where he wants to be. But to lure somebody out of that city, to lure somebody out of the team that you've grown up with, it has Mm -hmm. to be money-related. And going to a baseball term... To get George Springer out of the city of Houston, money. To get Justin Verlander out of the city of Houston, money. To get Carlos Correa out of the city of Houston, money. That's just what it is. You have to realize that you're going to have to overpay for these guys. But I actually don't see this as an overpay considering what he brings to the table. Leadership, championship experience, solid defense, good three-point shooting. His career, guys, is at 37.5% from three. What is the two biggest weaknesses that we've had on this team since we started the rebuild? Defense and three-point shooting. And who (laughs) solves that right out of the gate? With one player, one fell swoop. 
I think it's fair Fred to say Van that Fred Van Vliet isn't a great defender, but he's a he's a decent. The decent def- no, decent but he's defender. not okay. Look, he's not a tied Turner in terms of defense, but he's disciplined enough. Okay, that's because fair. he grew Touché. up in the Nick Nurse culture. Touche. So fair. when he did that, he knows like he's going to come and Emil Joko knows he's going to expect of him, and he's going to be a sa- he's a savvy defender. Okay, savvy that, defender. That's fair. And you know he's a table setter, and right. he's and he's also like like you said, he's a veteran that knows. Um, that Ime knows what to expect, and that's kind of one thing that Ime needs is a couple of two or three. Just things. needs, just yeah, knows. guys, these fallback guys, dependable, because, yeah, dependable guys. Because at the end of the day, like, look, you had dependable guys like Jay Sean Tate, mm-hmm. and and I'm not knocking Jay Sean Tate by any means, but there's only so far that those types of players can take you. You need the talent to back that up. Mm-hmm. Like 2015, Jason Terry. Jason Terry was great, but. He's not the talent. That's the thing. Like, you need to start leaning on talent when you start building a culture up. That's why Fred Van Vliet, on a short term, if it was a four year deal, I wouldn't like it. I'd be like, a horrible yeah, fucking two years, deal. Two years is a great deal. If it's a four years, 160 yeah. million, I would be like, this is a horrible deal. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do yeah. this? But at two years, look, it's beneficial for Fred Van Vliet because he only has to do two, he's going to do two years here. You could maybe trade him next year if it's not working out. And then after two years, he can still go, like, he can still dip and go to another contender. In a way, Fred Van Vliet is either going to be the leader that this team needs as a, as of right now or he's just going to be the bridge for whenever Amin, if Amin Thompson breaks out yep. and when that happens and in a way Kyle Lowry became that I mean he was there for a long time but they knew Fred Van Vliet was going to be the one that was going to take the role so Fred Van Vliet for this team is either going to be is is nothing but beneficial right now because mm-hmm. he's going to provide them what they need is leadership championship experience and at worst he's a bridge and if that's and if that's the case, Which you take great. that fucking money. And then one more point I actually also want to make, and I don't think a lot of people, no one's really talked about this too. You take that two-year deal because Jalen Green's about to enter into year three, and everyone's gonna think about the Jalen Green extension. Once we get to the end of this year, towards the end of this year, maybe even like beginning of, of the season, they're gonna start talking about it. Jalen Green's gonna want an extension. So you have those two years to work with, and then by the end of year four. Fred Van Vliet's money is off the books, yeah, and you're sure. back. You're back at square one with your money, so yeah. you can give that and you can pay Jalen Green. It does not make a difference, everybody. It creates this perfect scenario for the city of Houston for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. It does absolutely nothing. The AAV does nothing. I don't like people need to stop paying attention to that. Like you're going to start spending money somewhere. You have to. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? You, this well, I mean, is why. Okay, essentially, the Rockets have to spend, what, $45 million this year? They have to spend yeah, they at have least to hit a 90% they have to hit a of their cap. So, essentially, like... So, where are you going to throw... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just one of those things. They, 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 just, they have to give that money to somebody. They have to. And that's just a part of the issue. They need to get these players to actually decide to come here and play for us. So, there's there's two ways that go about it you know as much as people complain about like why didn't we sign this guy you have to understand that the player has to have some sort of desire to come here as well i mean unless you're chandler parsons who signed a deal with memphis knowing he didn't want to go there but he took the money because he was like you know what go get the bag brother get the bag man. go get the bag I mean, brother if, if the same goes for um fred van vliet then so be it but two years is a very low term short-term commitment which is great and by his age of 31, who knows? Maybe he's still a good player, but maybe a man Thompson is like, yo, I'm him, and I'm going to be the starting point guard, which is two also years, a possibility. Y'all. It's two years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. 
Okay, let's let's before we dive too deep in. I mean, I you know we've talked about Fred VanVleet now this entire segment. We need to uh, continue to segue and move on. So Fred VanVleet, two years, eighty three point six million. He's gonna be the first player that the Rockets call. I guarantee it. Fred VanVleet reported to take a, a meeting with Toronto right out of the gate on Friday, but I know that Raphael Stone will be on the phone to already call and offer that contract to Fred well, VanVleet. I mean, that's I, gonna I think, be on the I, table. I heard that Stone's going to L A because that's where Fred VanVleet will be. So yeah. if he's meeting with Toronto first, he'll definitely be meeting with Houston after. Well, there you go. Makes sense. So let's go ahead and move on now. So the next name that has come to mind and has been heavily linked with the Rockets, also shoutouts on our Summit State of Mind Instagram page. I love the haters. Uh, y'all are great. But uh, do your research and and shoutouts to y'all because we actually do pull straight up out of articles and pods and stuff from credentialed reporters. So I, just, just say it. I don't want to dive too deep into that. So we're being heavily linked into a Dylan Brooks, which is going to be reported at a two-year deal between twenty-eight to thirty-two million dollars. GM Dylan Brooks officially on the table for the Rockets. Uh, Mark Stein had reported that he fully expects Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks to commit to a deal by Friday. He's that confident that rival execs are already anticipating mm-hmm. these two players that by Friday night. There's going to be uh, verbal agreements across the board from Van Vliet and Brooks to the city of Houston. Dylan Brooks, two years, 28 to 32 million, GM. How are we feeling about that? I know you are not in favor of this. I actually have my opinion on it. I want to know how you feel. Um, not ideal. Uh, uh, quoting Nick Miller, this is my nightmare. Um, even though Dylan Brooks is a great player, well, hold on, let, me, let me rephrase this. He's a good complimentary role player. And... With his personality and what he brings to the table in terms of the targets that accompany him, that can also bring some negativity to this team. But what he does bring positively is hard-nosed defense. He will guard the uh, the best perimeter player on the team. I mean, the on the opposing team. I'm sorry, and he brings an attitude where he's willing to fight no matter what. And that's 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 great, you know. Um, obviously, people have an issue or they're questioning the chemistry with him, with him on the team. Um, how he'd conflict with Ime because he did say he wants a bigger role on a team. He was the second highest shooting shooting attempts this year for the Memphis Grizzlies. Coming to Houston, that's going down. So I feel like he's going to a situation where it's the complete opposite for him. If someone told him he's going to get more shots in Houston, they're fucking lying. That's about as blatant as I can be. Well, Ime Odoka's um, not going to let that happen. Ime Odoka's not going to let that happen. Nope. Uh, Ime Odoka knows where his where his bread is buttered, and it's under the name of Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Uh, you know, buttered bread. Jabari oh, and, and Smith Jr. Jabari Smith Jr. Uh Alperin Shangoon. Alperin Shangoon. Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. Those guys will get shots. Tari Eason. Yeah, Tari Eason definitely will as well. And then Fred oh, Van Vliet. And we can't forget about Fred Van Vliet if he signs Fred as well. Fred Van Vliet. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of options on this team. Yeah. And with all that being said, Dylan Brooks is definitely brings uh, positive things to this team, definitely. But to me, personally, the negative characteristics and the negative uh, questions that weigh with him. Um, I don't know if that's the burden that this team should shoulder for him. You know, I, I do recall hearing Desmond Bain call Dylan Brooks the leader of the locker room. Yeah, that's great and all, but what did it get you? 
Tell me, what did it get you? I mean, it got you. It got you. Uh, Dylan Brooks is the leader of the locker. Room. Pants down, bent over, spanked by the by the Lakers. I mean, that's, exactly. That's what it got you. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you. It's uh, all I'm saying is that if he's going to come in here to be a leader, uh, what kind of team are you going to get? You know, I, I love the scrappiness of those Grizzlies. I'm not going to deny that, but when it comes down to it, it's just a matter of what will the other team, what will the other players bring. In accompanying with Dylan Brooks, yeah. I mean, I'd rather get Bruce Brown. The Rockets should try for Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, come to Houston. Sounds good. Okay, uh, I want to go ahead and just touch base on Dylan Brooks too. Good points that the GM made. Uh, for me, I'm good. I think Dylan Brooks will be fine when he comes to Houston, which uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate because uh, the majority of Rockets fans, and for good reason, is not going to want Dylan Brooks in Houston. Look. He's he's crazy. A lot, a lot of he does a lot of antics off the court. That I do get. Um, but once again, making my original point with Fred VanVleet, what did the Rockets need more than anything? Defense. They need defense. You're not and wrong. hard. You don't get hard harder nose defense than a Dylan Brooks, who will immediately catapult this team into the upper echelon of defensive players just by his presence alone. Pair him along with Coach Ime Udoka. That's the thing. People are saying, oh, the off-court antics and this and that and the other thing. But, like, look, you think Ime Udoka is the type of coach that's going to take that? He's not going to take it. Like, he's not going to take that BS. I do not doubt Ime. Ime is him. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's the thing. Like, people people don't realize, like, it's it look if we sign Dylan Brooks yeah it on paper it sounds like it's horrible but if is there any better coach to rein somebody like a Dylan Brooks in that's going to garner more respect than freaking Ime Udoka the man walks into the room and commands yeah those would be other coaches oh yeah yeah, I know but I'm just saying like (laughs) as of right now he's not going to sign with the Spurs I can't no he could yeah, Wemby, you can take Dylan Brooks. Yeah, That's sure, totally why not? fine. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pivot. He'll I'm protect pivot on you. This Fuck it. Go to the Spurs. He'll protect yeah, you, Wemby. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Dylan Brooks, I think at the end of the day, yeah. I think if he comes to Houston, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll know his role. I think uh, Emi Odoko will be able to rein him in, in a positive mm-hmm. way. And fans were so highly touted on wanting Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly's antics off the court are a little less. I mean, they're... They're less, but at the same time, they provide similar things onto the table other than the, yeah. the heavy shooting that, um, oh, Harrison Barnes. Okay, Harrison Barnes officially agreed to a three-year a three year deal with Sacramento. He's going back to Sacramento. Oh, he's going back. Good for him. The great, dream for great, Harrison Barnes Great decision, Harrison. Great I'm decision. So, oh, man, I'm upset. But no, anyway. Sacramento's on the up and up, well, man. I don't want to talk. This is not a Sacramento pod. This is not the Sacramento state of mind, okay? Touché. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just annoyed that Harrison Barnes is my favorite player. I just wanted him in Houston. But anyways... Um, Dylan Brooks the at the end. Of the, Dylan Brooks at the end of the day. I think he'll be fine when he comes to the city of Houston. Um, it'll be reined in properly. Good. Mm. I, I think he'll be solid for the locker room and defensive grit, which is what this team has not had. And I think you pair him with Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, Cam Whitmore. Um, you're looking at possibly you know the Bash brothers of like the 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 Bash the Bash siblings. Mm. The Bash I can siblings. Say this, like you know, 
those, those three and four players, man. Like, you know, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, you that's definitely a line and I think, of defense. And absolutely. I, yeah, exactly. And I think Jabari just needs somebody that'll be like, hey, man, like, I'll fight. Let's fucking go. You know, we're going into the trenches here. Like, yeah. let's fucking go to war. Every 29 other teams are not our friend. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what a player like Dylan Brooks brings to the table. I think it's a solid deal between 28 to 32 million, mm-hmm. two years, about 14 to 16 million per year. Solid contract. Uh, you can't ask for better in terms of what Dylan Brooks can bring to the table. I'm good with the deal. Um, I don't love it. From a scale from 1 to 10, I'd give it about a solid 6 or 7. I'm okay with the deal. I don't love it. But mm. I have to think positively, especially if the reports are true and Dylan Brooks is expected to sign with Houston uh, by tomorrow. So, GM, let's go ahead and move on here. Yeah, that's a no from me, dog. Bro, what the fuck? It's not a pro- I, 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 Stop being a hater, okay? You just I don't like Fred Van Vliet. Anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to argue right now. This let's, is the let's, free agency let's preview. Move on. This is a free agency let's preview. Let's move on. Let's get some, to better players. Come now, on. We really are about to get to the higher end in terms of the uh, talent. So it's being heavily reported right now that Brooke Lopez, and it's been heavily reported right now, but reiterated today by Adrian Wojnarowski that the Rockets are the biggest threat to sign a Brooke Lopez to a pretty huge offer. My best guess is it's going to be north of $20 million per year. You're going to look at maybe like two years, 45. Uh, GM, Brooke Lopez, obviously, um, how do you feel about it? I know I, I know how you feel. I know you want him, but, you know, the fact that it's, it's, it's kind of getting serious now mm-hmm. and we're probably going to be one of the first meetings for him as well. How are you feeling about Brooke Lopez possibly donning a Rockets uniform? All in on Brooke Lopez. All in. Jeez. Bring him to Houston. Um, I've said it. And, you know, he as a center, the thing about the center position is this. It's also stability. And what Brook Lopez does bring is stability as a veteran. Um, he can show LP what it's like to actually be a center in this league, not playing like a troop, like not trying like always, not always playing like the playmaker. Okay. Use you are the table setter on the defensive end. And Brook Lopez brings that. He's a banger. My man can rebound. He's a tall man. He made them look bad when the Rockets would play Brook. Clanging you know? and banging. And the thing about Brook Lopez is this. His three-point shot has improved not even a pop. as years has gone. Not even a pop. You're not going to get it. I'm in the zone. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But three-point shooting from Brook Lopez is what, you know, it spreads the floor. You saw a lot of that consistency with him in Milwaukee. And the type of players that we have here, when you can play five out with a like of a Brook Lopez, who can also set screens and be at the right place at the right time for these young guys and understand what it's like to be a professional goes a long way. And the thing about Brooke Lopez is just, you know, that he's been around the block. He understands what it's like. And when players like that, that have found success in this league, and let me tell you, Fred Van Vliet and Brooke Lopez, what do they have? They have rings. They got rings, boys. And what I'm telling you is this, is like championship He's being honest. Yeah. Pedigree. Yep. Is what the man brings. And high just, level of importance. Just to round it just to round it out. It's just, you know, the guy would be a great mentor for LP. As much as we all love LP, LP needs that type of, you know, that that type of learning curve from a guy that has that is like Brooke Lopez, a high draft pick who played in Brooklyn and other teams and he evolved his game as years went on and evolved with the league. So with all that being said, I think Brooke Lopez is an absolute home run in Houston if you were to be here. And yes, start him day one. Ime Yodoka, absolutely. 
And if Alpi doesn't like it, because reports have said that if we do sign a Brooke Lopez, Alpi won't be happy, then fuck that. Because let me tell you this, we're not here to make people happy. We're here to win some fucking games. And if Brooke Lopez helps the team win, I'm sorry, Alpi, you might not be so happy anymore. But the thing about it is that you will be a better NBA player under the tutelage of a player like a Brooke Lopez. So get the fuck over it. Yeah, no, to be perfectly blunt and not pulling any punches whatsoever there. Like, I think right now what Brooke Lopez, just what he brings to the table, and I don't want to reiterate too much of what he's saying. I mean, the championship DNA is already set in stone. At the end of the day, Al P can't, like, he, look, I understand, and I understand how the fans feel. They want him to start. He creates the sexy plays. People see Jokic and they see LP and they believe that, you know, this is the threshold that we can reach. I don't think it's a fair bar to put Shangun on. Jokic, uh, yeah, 100%. Is, Jokic that's, that's is, a is, a, is a freak of nature. And mm-hmm. I think that honestly, like LP, ha- there's a similar trajectory, but I think you're asking a little too much when it comes when it comes down to him. And I think fans' attachment to the players is is one thing. And LP is is highly like sought after around the league. Uh, players love him. Players always, LeBron talks about him. Paul George has talked about him multiple times. Highly respected in terms of his talent. I'm not really here in terms of respect. I'm not really here in terms of like, oh, okay, let's keep feeding this guy. GM's right. You need to start taking strides and steps towards a championship. Brooke Lopez is a fucking grand slam in terms of bringing somebody in that will instill a proper culture into this team and to prime way for Milwaukee. Milwaukee is seriously scared, guys. This is reported from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Bucks are feeling really threatened right now by the Rockets, that they could they see him as such an important piece. This is an NBA champion. This is the NBA cha- former NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. If they if they're that scared and they really feel like they need to keep him, like they gotta at least match or get close to it. They gotta get north of 20, like a, like a little above north of 20 million. Or around twenty million to just keep Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez possibly. Brooke wants to win, but I mean, if the money talks for two years uh, to around a forty-two to forty-five million dollar deal, uh, Brooke Lopez, you take it. And then on top of that, this team is on the up and up trajectory already. They're gonna win more games just by having him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez alone—that's the player that you want. I think that is. As, as great as Fred Van Vliet is, as much as I've been accepting of a Dylan Brooks, I think Brooke Lopez is perfect. Yeah. He's picture perfect. Like, imagine Nene just a few years younger. Like, that's exactly what I believe the type of, uh, not just talent, but the type of mentor mentorship and tutelage that he can bring to the table for an Alperin Shengun. Now, is Alperin Shengun willing to to uh, humble himself and actually do that? That's a whole other story. Because Capella's growth was... Uh, you know, a lot of it was accounted to Nene. Nene was was there for Capella every step of the way, and Capella be- Capella became a dominant, one of the most dominant forces in the center position in the 2017-2018 season when he blossomed mm-hmm. because of, you know, mainly because of James Harden and Chris Paul, obviously, but Nene was a big part of that, and I think Brook Lopez coming in here would immediately institute that, but he's a much t- more talented player than Nene was. That's mm-hmm. why he should start day one. I agree with you 100% there. He should start day one. Uh, I don't want to obviously talk too much uh, anymore about Brook Lopez. Uh, thumbs up deal, 100%. Me and the GM both agree. Bring Brook Lopez to Houston. You can't pay that man enough money. Oh, actually, you could. But $20 million is still a really good deal for two years to bring him in. Mm-hmm. So, GM, let's go ahead and move on right now. Another deal uh, that is also being discussed right now is uh, Kyle Kuzma 
being linked to the Rockets. Now, this is kind of on a lower end. I, my personal belief is that this is just the agent driving up the price. Um, the Rockets are going to... I'm telling you guys, like the Rockets are going to have their hands in a lot of cookie jars because of the cap because of the cap space. That's just the case, and they're on the up and up, so they're going to have their hands in plenty of cookie jars. GM, Kyle Kuzma to Houston, the possibility of it happening. I mean, I saw your face-melting emoji on Instagram, but... How are you feeling overall about the possibility of Kyle Kuzma to Houston? <clears throat> I think Kuzma's a good player. Let's be real. Kuzma's a good player, but... Cares more about GQ. No, I mean, hey, man, he's a stylish <laughs> guy. Him and Jalen Green, you're probably competing for who's the stylish guy on the team, to be fair. But to say this is that Kyle Kuzma and his agent are using the Rockets as leverage. 100%. The Rockets have so much cap room, and the name of Kyle Kuzma surfacing... Is just suggesting like, hey, we should use this team as leverage in the sense to drive up the price from whatever team we want. Um, are the Rockets a legitimate threat? I'd put it at 30%. Um, it just depends on how free agency plays out. If he doesn't play his cards right and the Rockets don't play their cards right, they could be a match made uh, because of inevitability or default. You know what I mean? But with all like that a, being like said— a, Like a third option. Yeah, yeah. I just think that Kuz, Kuzma does not come to Houston— and you know, as much as I, I, I think he'd be a good player, um, but he's just—I he, I just don't think he's that guy. To be completely frank, not to him. Keep it very minimal. Not him. He's just—I just don't know if he would complement our team very well personally. Offensively, sure. Defensively, not so much. I agree. I agree. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, the, the chances are really low. Um, I wouldn't look too much into the reporting of it. It, it is going to be highly reported, and we did uh, report it as well on Instagram. Uh, following what Chris Haynes had reported in regards to Rockets, you know, they have an edge on signing Kyle Kuzma. I wouldn't look too far into that, but, I mean, there is also that outside chance. And Kyle Kuzma, for basketball skill-wise, would immediately bring a solid wing into uh, the Houston Rockets, but with an already kind of high threshold of wings. So that's the only thing that kind of, it's a little weird. I don't know the spot and the fit it would necessarily put him at. So I don't have really too much to say in regards to Kyle Kuzma coming to Houston. I just don't think there's enough space. I just yeah. don't think. I mean, they they could make it work and they could fit him in, and he'll probably start if mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, probably start at the three spot, but or at the four, they'll mm-hmm. switch between him and Jabari Smith. But overall, it's it's just I just don't. I'm not in love with the fit. So that's uh, yeah, to quote Randy Jackson, Justin said earlier. You know, that's a no for me, dog. I, I, I'm, that's the first one that I'm not okay with. GM, let's talk about another one as we continue to go down the trend of, of lower-end uh, possibilities. Obviously, Bruce Brown, who's who's uh, touted at at least getting $12 million a year. Not Pipe bad dream. at fucking all for Pipe an NBA dream. champion. Pipe dream. GM, Bruce mm. Brown, oh, well, he's being reported right now to go see the Dallas yep. Mavericks yep. on Friday night, right? Shout yep. out to Stoney. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you feel overall about possibly trying to pry Bruce Brown I'm from keep, I'm a team like Denver? I'm going to keep it short and sweet, like... Bruce Brown's a championship player. He brings a lot to the table. He's played with a multitude of superstars. I said this on a previous episode of the Summit. But Bruce Brown complements star players. Perfectly. He brings a type of mentality and style of play that just complements everything. He hustles. He plays hard. He plays great defense. He shoots the three ball very well. And he can put the ball on the floor. He's not afraid to dribble the ball. And he doesn't make mistakes. So with all that being said, Bruce Brown is is a pipe dream to me. He'd be the perfect signing. Fuck Dylan Brooks. 
Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I've never I would, seen if him I had, so unleashed. If I had a chance great. to, to pick content. between Bruce Brown and Fred Van Vliet, I might lean towards Bruce Brown. To be frank, not in terms of pay, but just in terms of importance to the team. But that might not be very uh, popular as well. But I just think Bruce Brown brings so much to the table in terms of championship acumen, talent, style of play. Uh, he's just. I just think he's a perfect complement, perfect role player to budding stars and current stars. So. I just think that Bruce Brown would work great in Houston. He'd look great in Rockets Red. But if he were to go back to Denver or pick another team, I don't blame him. I get it. Fair enough. Uh, Bruce Brown, I want him. In, I want him on the Rockets uh, championship pedigree. And I have also. I created this sick graphic of Bruce Brown signs. I've created graphics for everybody already, but I have a sick Bruce Brown graphic because uh, because because he's an NBA champion, so he deserves a little bit extra. But like, I have a sick graphic made for him. So on the off chance that we do sign him, it'd be fucking great for the content. But also great for the Houston Rockets. I'm excited to what you know to possibly getting him. Like I said, it's one of the lower end tiers of happening. I it's a it is as close to a pipe dream as possible. I think, and it's not even a matter of just the talent, mm-hmm. but it's just also interest. Maybe Bruce Brown just doesn't want to play for us. The, the Which is also fair. Yeah, it doesn't seem very, very mutual fair. right very now. Fair. The man's just coming off a championship. So, but I don't know. On the on the on the other end, it's like, bro, why not fucking chase the bag? You already won a title. But I don't know. Touche. We could throw like 16 million at him a year. Give That's him give him the Dylan Brooks contract. Fuck it. Yeah, I would. fuck it. Why not, right? I would. So let's go ahead and round uh, round out this episode. Uh, we could obviously dive more into possible free agents, but I mean, those we just wanted to talk about the ones that were rumored, reported, um, basically uh, carrying the banner in terms of what the free agency is going to look like, at least from Friday night on. Um, you do have the restricted free agents to, to look at, um, obviously Cam Johnson and, and amongst others. I don't really want to dive too deep into that just because I know... The restricted free agents, they got 72 hours to match it. Highly unlikely. Those are very highly unlikely. Austin Reeves is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to sign either or, but like I, I just don't see it as a high possibility end of happening. So that's why I don't. I didn't think it would be best if we dive too deep into that. Um, get the players that we know can give verbal agreements by the, literally this time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, GM, let's go ahead and round this out this episode. What an exciting time. You know, for the... It's my con- favorite time of year, man. Congratulations. It comes to NBA offseason. Hey, Congratulations to the Houston Rockets. Since 2019, they are fucking back to the... Welcome back to the dance after four fucking years. Yeah, it's going to be welcome great. Welcome back to the dance of free agency. We're, we're all excited, man. I'm we're excited psyched. about the positivity. Oh, my and God. We're, we got nowhere to go but up now. I'm so looking forward to this, man. Possible free agents it's coming. Like so This good. team's going to look so much better next year. Very excited. Cannot wait. After- Cannot wait. But... um. Uh, you know, I'll 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 take it down, Ken. I'll take it. I'll I'll finish it up. Finish yeah. it up, yeah. I'll finish strong. It. Give the people what they. want. I will give the people what they want. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at jp underscore marabueno. Make sure to follow our podcast on Twitter and TikTok at summit s o m p o d. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at summit state of mind underscore p o d. Uh, you know the GM, uh, not GM. Sorry, the commission always releases these beautiful graphics for us. And you know, um, whether you love it or not, you know he puts a lot of hard work into them. And it's just it's just reporting. It's what we do. It's um, what we and do. Make sure to follow the company, our people, our brothers over at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H O U. You can also give me a follow as well on Twitter at Summit Commission. Shouts to the Apollo Podcast Network brethren that continue to kill the game. Shouts to BTD Beyond the Diamond, your first listen for all Houston Astros content. The Apollo Texans, your first listen for all Houston Texans content. 
also known as Off the Grid Iron on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Uh, Shoutouts as well to the One Take Podcast, your number one listen for all pop culture needs, music, movies, TV shows. So be sure to give them your first listen. We appreciate each and every one of y'all for also making us your first listen in terms of all Houston Rockets content. And it's such an exciting time. Uh, starting at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, the moratorium opens Ooh. up and the floodgates fucking go. So we are all in for it. Once these signings start settling in, myself and Jam are going to regroup, get back in here with news, with how we feel, with reactions, as well as reporting as they continue to unfold to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That is your best way, especially if you're Instagram heavy. Follow us to make sure that you are at the forefront of all Rockets news. We are always one of the first to report it to get it out from our uh, from whatever graphic that I make out to y'all. So we appreciate each and every one of y'all for continuing to support us as we continue to pump out the content for you guys. Happy NBA free agency. Nothing but good vibes and good prayers towards our Houston Rockets. Let's end this episode as we end every episode. Go Summit. Go Apollo. Let's go get some fucking free agents. Four years and we're right back at the dance. Go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 four. Life.